Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube and Facebook Live. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 South East Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. One of the great joys of Christmas is sharing stories, isn't it? Sharing about memories and favorite gifts or surprises that came along the way. One of my favorite Christmas stories is actually told through a video, and I know some of you are thinking that's a classic millennial through a video, but I have to own it in this case, and I would love to share that video with you this evening as we begin. Mary, she was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what, I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms, literally no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, a new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. And then the shepherds said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out at night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. Well, we should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, that I have at home. 
some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby I've ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. Christmas stories. I think of all the innocently funny parts of that story. I think one reason I keep coming back to that is that it's a reminder for me that God has made the news of his coming into our story, into our lost and broken world, so accessible that even small children can tell it. That last line, this new baby is going to change everything. There's something about the Christmas story that it invites us in. It, it welcomes us. There's something about it that feels like our story. It compels us to sit and wonder at the news of Emmanuel, at the news of God with us. Friends, that's the gift of Christmas. Now, just about anyone can tell a good Christmas story, at least in their own way, but have you ever stopped to wonder why Christmas in the first place? Why, why Christmas? Don't get me wrong, I, I love Christmas, but have you ever stopped to ask that question, why Christmas? You know, like we do things this time of year that we would never do any other month out of the year. Like, we wear tacky Christmas sweaters on purpose. Like lights and bells and all kinds of things sewed on it. The more off the wall, the better. But if you did that in June, you'd end up as an internet meme, right? We can get away and we do things this time of year differently. I mean, at Christmas, many of us will make a pilgrimage to a farm to chop down a tree and drag it into the house along with all of its mess. Just saying, if you do that in August, you're going to have some questions from the person that does the cleaning in your house. You see, we do things differently. I mean, here in a couple minutes, we're going to pass around flames to little children. And we're going to enjoy it. Like as parents, we spend our lives trying to avoid that the other 364 days out of the year. Now, I, I mean, I'm for these things. We do lots of special things, and let's keep doing it. But what I'm really asking is, why Christmas? Why Christmas? Why did that first Christmas have to happen? And that comes pretty close to another important question for us to consider this evening, and that's, why are you here? Why are you here? I'm glad you're here. But along with why Christmas, we should ask, why am I here? Why am I here? Let's turn to Matthew's gospel. Uh, we're going to begin in chapter 1 to dive into the Christmas story. It'll be translated out of the NIV, and it'll be also up on the screens this evening. Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. It says, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. 
Because what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Did you catch it? Did did you catch the answer to why Christmas there? Let's look back at verse 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. That's why Christmas. Let's look at verse 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So why Christmas? God has has come to save us from our sins, and he has come to be with us. I guess you could say that Christmas came or it happened because we needed it to. Because you and I needed the gift of new life. You know, I, I think we've all probably received those gifts that we really didn't need. Maybe if you've ever received a fruitcake. I mean, I don't know really whoever really needs a fruitcake, but you kind of get the idea. Uh, I, I'll never forget, uh, mostly because my wife won't let me, uh, but early in our marriage, I, I was struggling to find that accessory gift. Man, you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you got the main thing nailed down, but you just, you just need that something else. Well, I took off to Bed Bath & Beyond because, I mean, they literally have everything floor to ceiling, right? So I thought, surely I'll come up with that perfect accessory gift here. So I'm walking down, up and down the aisles, and I pass this bin of lunch boxes. All right. Small, practical. It included these cool little containers that fit neatly in the bottom, had a fork and a spoon. I thought, hey, my wife packs her lunch every day. This would be perfect. Look, there's even a purple one. This is perfect. Well, um, it turns out, My wife really didn't need that perfect, purple, practical lunchbox. And she graciously and kindly told me about it. And I'm still trying to learn from that mistake today. But you see, the gift of Christmas is not like that lunchbox or a fruitcake. You see, the gift of Christmas is the perfect gift. It's the perfect gift that satisfies the deep longings of our souls given by the one who created us. The gift of Christmas. Over the last few weeks uh, in our Sunday series, uh, we've been unwrapping some of the many gifts uh, that we receive through Christ and his coming at Christmas. Gifts like mercy and joy and peace. And if we were honest, our hearts long to experience those things. There's a deep aching in the center of our being longing to know peace to know joy, to even experience mercy. But those gifts are really uh, like accessory gifts, if you will, to the ultimate gift at Christmas. And that's the gift of life itself. Jesus, later in his life, would say that that was why he came. Let's look at John's gospel there in chapter 10. Beginning at verse 7, Jesus is in a sustained metaphor, a discourse describing who he is and, and his role in the lives of his people, and he's using an agricultural metaphor. Let's pick up there at verse 7. It says, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, 
but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate, Jesus said. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Now, right here at verse 10, Jesus makes his point crystal clear for us. He says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it to the full. The message paraphrase puts Jesus' words there in verse 10 this way. So Jesus speaking, he says, I came so that they could have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. So if you ask Jesus why he came, or if you posed him the question, why Christmas, his answer would be something to the effect of so people can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. You see, Christmas brings life not just from its scientific definition, but abundance of life. More and better life than we could have ever dreamed of. And you see, the reality is, is that Scripture tells us, apart from experiencing this gift, apart from knowing that eternal life, that we're dead. And we see this in Ephesians chapter 2 from the Apostle Paul. He says it this way, he says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. You see, we need a gift. For Paul, there's such a thing as the walking dead, and it's not a zombie TV show. You see, he's trying to unpack this reality that when we live apart from Christ, that when we don't experience the gift of abundant and eternal life, that there's a part of us that is dead and dying. That when we're living and pursuing our own ways, that we're really not experiencing life. We're experiencing Death. And our world says that, no, 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 the true life is found in in the pursuit of of happiness, in the pursuit of abundance and endless pleasure. But friends, true life is only found in Christ. So so there's there's a very real sense here that there's nothing without Christmas. That there's nothing without the coming of Messiah. Only this sense of ongoing death. But you say, but, but wait, wait, we're, we're, we're here, we're celebrating Christmas, so there is life. Yes, yes, there is life. And, and that's where, where Paul goes as he finishes out this portion. He says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions and sins. It is by grace that you have been saved. Friends, that's why Christmas right there. That's it. The gift of Emmanuel, God with us, come to save us. You see, in Christmas and the revelation of of Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection, we've been given a great gift, the gift of eternal life in Christ. But we must receive it. We must embrace Jesus for ourselves. You see, this is another Christmas truth that kids will help us to understand more clearly. 
You see, adults, when we see Christmas gifts, you know, we'll look at them, then we'll go let the dog out, then we'll get our coffee, then we might pick it up and shake it a little bit, set it back down, change our jammies. Then maybe we'll get around to opening a gift. Not kids, man. They up at 2.30, right? Some of you parents are already going, oh. But it's paper shredder mode, right? Because you see, they understand that the whole blessing of a gift is to experience it. And friends, that's true with the gift of Christmas, with the gift of Emmanuel. The greatest gift imaginable has been given to you in Christ Jesus at his coming at Christmas. But to enjoy it, to know it, to know the fullness of the life that he's describing, you must embrace him. You must receive him as your own. You see, to approach Christmas and and to even peer over the manger, if you will, and shrug your shoulders and turn on and live life is to leave the gift unopened. To not experience the life that he came to give. I want to circle back to that other question I asked at the very beginning. Why are you here? Now, I'm glad you're here. And if you're visiting with us, please stop by. There's a a spot back there called Next Steps. I would love, love, love to get connected with you. I'm glad you're here. But think about that. Why why are you here this evening? Maybe maybe you're attending this evening as a present to a persistent loved one. Fine, I'll go. I get it. (laughs) I get it. I used to sit as far in the back corner of the church as they let me because I had to. So if that's you today, thanks for coming. God sees you. He knows your heart. Thanks for coming. Maybe Christmas for you brings up something sentimental. Maybe there's just something inside of you that it just seems right to be in church at Christmas. Well, I, I would totally agree. Church is a great place to celebrate Christmas together. There's no better place to be. And so thank you for following your desires here tonight to worship with us, to experience Christmas. Folks, can can I just say that no matter why you're here, that no, no matter why you came, I believe with all of my heart that God has given you a gift of grace this Christmas. The gift of grace to hear the news one more time about the eternal life that he came to give. You see, I believe that God has gifted you an opportunity this evening to consider once again the wonderful, beautiful truth of Christmas. Of Christmas. Not tacky sweaters, not Christmas trees, but Jesus coming intersecting our story with an extension of grace why Christmas friends in giving you the opportunity to hear about the story God has also gifted you with an opportunity to receive himself to receive the gift of life today Will you embrace him? Will you run to him today? 
I know sometimes we want to shake the gift. We want to try to figure out what it is before we open it. Friends, it's okay to just go in for this one. He is good, trustworthy, and faithful. Will you embrace him today? Uh, we're going to pray and we're going to continue uh, with our portion of service uh, here in the candlelight. Friends, your name is on the gift today by his grace. It's before you. And if you would like to receive it, that prayer that asked to him doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be it's just a sincere cry of your heart. Cry out to Jesus this evening and say, Lord, I want to experience and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Confess to him that, that you need his life by his grace he will forgive you and birth new life in you and friends you'll know the greatest gift ever given life in Christ let's pray together Lord Jesus thank you for Christmas Lord thank you for humbling yourself coming from the highest heavens Lord in all your majesty and glory and Lord you stepped into our humanity as a babe on a rescue mission Lord we thank you today for the gift of life you offer us oh God we need your life within us Lord, may we embrace you. May I embrace you in this Christmas season and beyond as my Lord and my Savior. Lord, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for Christmas. And it's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.